Passion Pod 91. Hello, cherubs. How are you doing? Thanks so much again for putting us in your ears. Or if this is the first time we're gracing your ears with our presence, just thanks so much for swinging by. Just a joy to be borrowing your ears for the next little while. Uh, this week, our pod is courtesy of Jodie Cook. Now, Jodie is the founder of JC Social Media and is also, with her husband, set up Clever Tykes, which are a series of books which she'll tell you more about, but they are just so up our street. And when I spotted her on Twitter, I was like... Yeah, this is basically doing what Passion Pods is trying to do to sort of once we're past our 20s for like young kids through a whole series of storybooks. So, yeah, I'll let Jodie explain it much better than I have. But it's such a wicked idea and I'm just so looking forward to sharing it with you. Uh, so over to Jodie. You're listening to Passion Pod 91 with Jodie Cook from Clever Tykes. So, right, let's start at the beginning. When you meet someone, how do you describe what Clever Tykes is? Okay, Clever Tykes is a series of children's books for children aged between six and nine. And they introduce children to positive entrepreneurial role models. This is exciting. This is really exciting. I saw you did this. And I was like, this is why has this not been done before? I feel it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it makes complete sense. Um, your background then. Tell us how, how on earth did that kind of come to fruition? Are you a writer or t- tell us a bit more about what you do? The reason Clever Text came about in the first place is because if we go back five years or so, I set up my own social media agency when I was 22, not really thinking it was it was a big deal, that it was, I didn't think it was a risk, I just kind of went for it and then five years on we've got quite a big team doing some cool work. But looking at the difference between people who, when they are kind of in their 20s and feel like they can set up a business and those who feel like it's just something they would never be able to do, the difference between those people is that the people who can have had a role model, some kind of role model growing up who is a business person, often a parent of theirs, and this is the person that they kind of emulate, they take ideas off, and they model their behavior on. So it means that they can go on and start their own business. And so what we wanted to do is pretty much bottle this role model, put it into a storybook so that children can learn from people who are who are positive, who are resourceful, who are creative, who go about starting their own ventures and don't necessarily see obstacles and barriers, but they see solutions and ideas. And so it's instilling kids with this mindset and this ethos that they can do anything, that they can they can do whatever they want to do and sky's the limit without sounding too cheesy. Oh, no, we love a bit of cheese here, Dal. I think nearly every other podcast, I'm like, oh, you can't escape it. This is the nature of the game. <laughs> um, but it makes so, so much sense. But it's just one of those things that just seems to be missing in sort of general, I don't know, education, I guess, or life. If it isn't something... You know, as exactly as you said, if it's not something that you're surrounded by or you know people doing, you just don't consider it as an option, I don't think. Well, if you look at literature, the media, just in general, how business people are portrayed, especially to children, you've got people like Mr. Burns in The Simpsons, who's oh, this yeah. horrible, horrible greedy all sort of pointy featured. <laughs> and then um, Harry Wormwood, Matilda's dodgy car dealer yeah. dad, who sells everyone all these dodgy cars. And then even more recently in, in the Lego movie, the main antagonist is Lord Business. And he, um, he glues all the Lego pieces together so that the characters can't play with 
with the Lego. Oh, and man. so we're sending out this horrible image that business people are, are sweaty, are greedy, are mean, are just horrible, horrible people. And we're in a country which definitely needs to create more business people. So they don't really work hand in hand, which is where the clever textbooks come in. Yeah, it makes complete sense because it gets broad brush stroked, I guess, with our concept. I mean, I think I even do it as a big fan of like small business and all that kind of that side of stuff. I still think, oh, business, my instant reaction, my default setting is exactly those kind of evil characters, suited bots going about that kind of work. So it's, yeah, it's really trying to get to the roots of it, I guess, isn't it? It's interesting. We were having one of our recent podcasts was actually with uh, The Cool Graduate, which is all about kind of getting graduates you know, to consider other options when you're leaving school or uni. And I love this because we're now going even earlier. It's like getting rather really yeah. young. Um, it's really well, exciting. Our thinking behind that is, imagine we've worked out that we've got a widespread shortage of rugby players. You wouldn't go to 18-year-old footballers and say, here, have a rugby ball, start playing with this. Don't worry, it's only a bit different. You'll work it out soon. You'd go to five-year-olds, you'd go to grassroots and like get, get five-year-olds to play tag rugby, get them kind of learning the rules of the game before they're 18 and then they can be, I don't know, top flight rugby players that we need. So we need to apply the same thinking to business people and to people who start their own business. It's almost it's almost too late at 18. And I know there are a lot of schemes doing some really, really cool things. But I think to, in order for them to be more successful, we need to start earlier. Yeah, no, definitely. There's no harm. My God, there is no harm in that. Um, so Jodie, take us back, like the little timeline of, um, of Clever Tykes, your your background, you're working in social media. Talk us through the story though of how this part of part of everything developed. It was it was when I had my social media company for about a year and a half, and my friend Carrie, who runs the Female Entrepreneur Association, she put me in touch with a guy who was compiling the ambassadors for the Startup Loans Program. And so I was one of the ambassadors for this, along with 11 other business people, all of whom were under the age of 30, all of whom had started their business on less than a thousand pounds. And wow. so we're all we were all around this room in in London. Quite an inspiring I mean, room to be in, I'd imagine that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fantastic. I mean, we've got Carrie there, who's got a network of like a million female entrepreneurs. We've got um, James Eder, the guy who started Student Beans, and so some really really successful young business people. And the meeting was chaired by James Carn off Dragon's Den. Nice. And he. So he went around the room. He asked everyone their story, what they'd done, how many people they hired, et cetera, et cetera. It felt like a bit like being on Dragon's Den when he was asking <laughs> those questions. And then after that, he said, so just out of interest, out of the 12 of you, which of you have a parent who's also started their own business? And so I put my hand up because my mom's been self-employed for about 10, 15 years now. And I thought there might be a few of us, but it was 11 out of the 12. Whoa, wow. So it was quite a powerful moment, actually. Everyone stand there with their hands up going, oh. But then what's important is none of us, it's not a money thing. It's not like a we were just given a load of money. It's like we all started our businesses on less than a thousand pounds. It's There's something else in that. And yeah. that's where we got to the role model side. And so doing some research around it with with my husband as well, who's the Clever Tykes co-founder, we found a guy called Professor Francis Green from the University of Birmingham. And he wrote a paper called Like Mother, Like Daughter, Maternal Influences That Influence Entrepreneurship. And so 
this paper finds that if a child grows up with a self-employed parent, they're up to 80% more likely to be self-employed themselves. That's a big but it stat, works. isn't it? But it's the same for it's the same for unemployment, really, because if a kid grows up only seeing unemployed people mm. around them, then that's what they aspire to be like. So that's why we get generational unemployment for years and years and years. So I guess our, our kind of big aim with Clever Tags is to break the cycle of unemployment. Just just that small fry little thing there, Jodie. Nothing, nothing big. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be easy. Just a yeah. pretty good mission, though, that's for sure. And then so did you end up writing them with your husband? Did you write the actual stories and do the design? How did it actually come into like tangible holding a book in your hand? Well, we did some thinking around some of the of the characters of the stories because we didn't want them to be businessy, as in have. You know, we didn't want them to be like textbooks. We wanted them just to, just to be like storybooks. So we had some ideas around the actual characters and the stories. Ben started writing one of them, and then he was putting that much economics into it that it looked a bit like War and Peace by the time he was done. So we thought <laughs> this is never going to work for a seven year old. Um, and then we drafted out the whole stories and then we got a writer to do it. Amazing. So, and then a fantastic illustrator as well called Sam Moore who illustrated them all for us. And then, yeah, that feels like, it feels like ages ago now. So the kind of journey so far, we, we've stock, we're stocked in Harrods, we're stocked in Selfridges. And oh, nice. Just starting with a small fry there, Jodie. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, oh, that was so exciting when we when God, we found I that bet. Out. Insane. And then we're on Waterstones as well online so people can buy it online. And then we do eBooks as well. But what we're mainly trying to do is get a, like a sponsor to put them in all the primary schools in the whole UK because we're so aware that the children who really benefit the most are not the ones whose parents shop in Harrods and Selfridges. They're the ones whose parents have never been in Harrods and Selfridges. Yeah, totally. So that's what we're trying to do as well. We almost don't want to make the gap wider by not focusing on that side of it. Yeah, but I guess that's time, isn't it? You know, getting your awareness out in that side of things is a great start. And then bigger feel, that's just the upscale element of it with my, you know, intensely huge knowledge on business and books. But uh, (laughs) I imagine that's kind of the way forward, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It'll happen. We're still, we're working hard at it. So it'll definitely happen. What I'm really interested in is you spend the majority of your time on doing your social JC social media stuff. Your husband's also doing bits and pieces like that. How do you balance your the different fingers and pies that you have? How have you found that? I guess just I don't even know. I don't even know. Just I love that that's your reaction. I love it. It's like you just do it naturally. But to me, just from the outside, it feels like there's, you know, two quite big plates there to be juggled uh, along with the rest of life's jollity uh, and I just wondered if, how yeah how, how you approach it but maybe it's just without having to think about it which I'm very jealous about <laughs> they're very big plates to look after but we have I guess it's division of labor and, and focusing on what we're best at yeah and I really enjoy going out meeting people talking to people about all the different projects that I'm working on and what they're working on too and then Ben really enjoys writing and working out SEO and AdWords and lots of digital stuff so we just yeah we just kind of split it up on who's best at things it's not we've not got like a a weekly timetable of exactly what needs to be done. I guess we'll focus, put whatever needs doing first, whatever's the most important first, and then everything else slots into place. It's like the perfect example of teamwork, Jodie. I can hear green-eyed ears everywhere. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's how to be done, boom. Um, but, I mean, that's all well and good, but tell me, challenges, there must have been a fair few of them. Um, can you share any of those that you found along the way? Yes, and I didn't realise that it was necessarily a challenge until I heard someone give me an example so there's two ways to think about setting up a business. There's one where you use 
causal thinking, which is where you think, right, there's a problem that needs solving. I'm going to solve it because that problem, that solution does not yet exist. Right. And then there's another way of doing it, which is more, which is called effectual thinking, where you kind of pull together, right, what am I good at? Who do I know? Where are my networks? What kind of things do I know about already? What industries do I know already? And then you create a business which fits perfectly into all those things. And so in effectual thinking, you're, you're essentially creating something that no one else would be able to do because they haven't got that combination, that exact combination of skills and contacts and, and knowledge. So with JC Social Media, it's, it feels like very much effectual thinking because it was an industry we were already in, already knew about, had contacts, etc. Whereas Clever Tykes is so a different way around of thinking because the industry in which we were entering, education and publishing and, and ki- kids' books, we don't have kids, we don't necessarily know anything about publishing. It was just kind of, we've got this idea and we want to make it happen. So what we've done is learn absolutely loads about it all and then I'd say made it a success. But it's just been so much harder than it had to be. What, because you were coming at it from the different direction, I guess? Because we're coming at it from being completely outside those industries rather than having an expertise in the industry already. Yeah, it's so cool, though, because you've had an experience then with both of your businesses that are just so completely different. It's pretty unusual, that. I mean, maybe not for people who are serial startup people, but I love the breakdown of that and the idea that, like, yeah, you've now got experience of both ways to enter into the sort of small business market, I guess, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It's kind of lovely to sort of think that... Yeah, you've got the experience of both under your belt. Um, never easy, but and what sort of so in terms of you saying you taught yourself a lot is that was that just literally through trial and error? Do you reckon, Jodie? Well, Ben trawled about ten years of Ofsted papers to work out how to put clever tykes into the existing school curriculum. So we've got a whole teachers' guide that fits into PSHE because it talks a lot about citizenship and a lot of different areas that is, that's covered in that lesson. And so because of not necessarily having much knowledge of the education system before that it was all about the research in order to make sure that we were creating something that schools and parents and teachers actually really wanted yeah it's like a lot of wading through I mean the idea of trawling through 10 years worth of Ofsted things makes me feel slightly sick in my mouth Um, (laughs) but that's impressive um are there any other challenges that you've come up against Jodie that you think would be you know that are handy for people to to flag up or anything like that I think one challenge with maybe it's with being young maybe it's just with being new to a particular market but at the start of Clever Tax, we really just wanted to tell everyone about it and we wrote a lot of letters to various different MPs and business leaders and I'd say our response rate was fairly good but we wanted to actually get in front of people so we um, we decided that we wanted to take them to Downing Street and pretty much get them government back so that we could then talk to schools about it with that kind of kudos behind us. So we pretty much hassled Lord Young until he invited us down to Downing Street to come and talk to him about, about Clever Tykes. And then that was pretty impressive that's pretty awesome yeah it's really fun it's yeah it's a a, a random place but it was yeah it was really fun and he ended up writing about us in a recommendation paper that he wrote to schools so that but that was I don't even know how many how many emails were sent and how many kind of times we rang his secretariat and tried to speak to him but it has to be persistence because the people who didn't get to go Stanley Street and meet him are the people who just gave up after the second no response oh I'm so I'm so with you on that yeah yeah. yeah, And it helps, I think, if you're really passionate about what you're doing. I think it's easy to stay persistent most of the time. Maybe not all the time, but most of it. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you have to be. That just, yeah, absolutely goes without even saying. But that's why I think... 
Well, I, I hear people talking about the work-life balance type thing, and I just think if you find something that actually doesn't feel like work, then you never even have to look for that balance because it's just like you don't have, oh, like, oh, I'm doing work now. Oh, I'm doing life now. It just kind of flips in, and it's just this never-ending <laughs> fun journey. <laughs> You're selling it, babes. I love it. This is brilliant. <laughs> you can be our ambassador for small business. Brilliant. Anytime. <laughs> um, it's kind of handy, though, I imagine, as well, to have, you know, social media know-how up your sleeve in terms of marketing the Clever Tykes books, hasn't it been? Yes, definitely. One of the things that we put in place fairly early on, which is still going to this day and still gets a really nice response, is we created a free enterprise pack. So it's a free download where someone could go onto our website and pop in their email address and it gets sent straight to their inbox and then they'll receive tips and tricks and different packs and different storybook downloads from us just straight to their emails. And so having the social media knowledge in place to set that all up means that it goes crazy over Facebook. We put it out and we get so many parents signing up and we get really, really cool responses from all the resources. So definitely having that knowledge of how to promote something on a digital platform has has done brilliant things for getting the Clever Tax brand out there. Yeah, and just being able to think of things just that are a bit outside of the box, I guess, as well, that maybe we wouldn't have necessarily our fingertips if that wasn't the world we're we're hanging out in yeah exactly that's we just try and apply everything that we're doing with our clients to the projects that we're working on as well so so far so good yeah winning combo um sweet tell me what advice yeah tell me what advice you wish you'd been given that would have been helpful maybe when you were setting up either jc social media or or clever tykes you know what bit of nugget do you wish you'd been given my advice is don't take too much advice i think love it <laughs> and i well i think um i have a really cool mentor who who just thinks really really big with stuff and because his professional journey is definitely something that I would love to emulate myself then I really really value what he says because he's been there done it and he's and he's made it a success I think it's too easy to listen to people maybe trying to put you off certain things when that might not be the best option I just watched Zootropolis the film and so Judy Hopp who's the main character in it she's a bunny rabbit her parents are always trying to go no don't do this don't do that because it might be dangerous don't do that because it might be risky stay safe do the safe option and I think so many people are so risk averse that if you listen to too much stuff then you'd end up being risk averse too and I think the naivety and the and the passion that comes with starting a business is just so important that you don't want anyone to put that out of you As ever, wisdom from our podder. So true. It's the kind of stuff you just can't bottle, isn't it? Um, thanks so much to Jodie for this week's Passion Pod. I love chatting to her, so I'm hoping that you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed chatting to her. We've had some really great feedback on Passion Pods of late, so thank you so much from the very bottom of the soles of my feet for all of the great feedback we've had. That doesn't mean that you can stop, by the way. If there are things that are on your mind that you think we should know about, do feel free to find us. Track us down. We're on Twitter at Passion Pods. Uh, but just so, so grateful for everyone that's bothered tweeting and dropping emails and that kind of stuff. Just feeling really, really like there's some good word spreading going on at the moment. So if that was you, thank you so very much. It's just nice to say that actually with the voice rather than just the fat thumbs on Twitter. So next week, Passion Pod 92, chatting to a journalist and film club founder. I'm quite aware that we've had quite a few journalists of late. Sometimes it goes like that, but don't worry, I am aware. Um, but there's just lots of people doing lots of wicked stuff and this lady's actually got a fair few strings to her bow she is a journalist by trade
decade, but is now working more in the charity sector as well as founding this film club. So, yeah, you know, as ever, another soul living a very quiet and boring life. Um, so make sure you join us for that. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Oh, wing us a review on there as well while you're there, by the way. Reviews are really great and really help us to spread our word. So if you go onto iTunes and find us Passion Pods and just type a little review, literally, you can even just put stars. You don't even have to use words. Uh, we'd be super grateful. So look forward to seeing you next week for Passion Pod 92. Thank you.